Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today I want to talk to you on the topic of He Who Sits on the Throne. Guys, thank you so much for joining in on another episode today. It's been a few weeks since our last episode, and I apologize for the gap there. Uh, Obviously, life has gotten in the way, as it does from time to time, but I am back, and I wanted to share something that has been on my heart today that is just such a powerful thing to consider, something that we think about as as a body of Christ, and and I know we we consider the fact that there is one who's seated, seated on the throne today. But there's so much powerful, practical implications that we can pull from that in regards to what that means for us right now. And uh, I want to talk about it for a moment, if I may. I'm going to be reading from Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. And there's so many different scriptures to pull from when we start talking about he who sits on the throne. But one really stands out to me, and it's this, this verse. And it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet, speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne." And this uh, picture here is John's revelation, obviously, his vision into uh, the kingdom of God. And one thing that the first thing that he noticed after being called up in the Spirit was a throne in heaven and one seated upon the throne. And there's so many things I love about this picture, and this is a very simplistic episode today. I'm just going to very basic, very simplistic perspectives. We can go so much deeper into this, and maybe we'll do an episode where we go a little bit deeper into some some different things to consider about, about the throne in heaven. But one thing I love in particular is the picture that this paints of just royalty. Our king is literally seated on a throne right now, and the cherubim are declaring his holiness. And one day we're going to cross from this life into eternity, and we will participate in the heavenly chorus of declaring his holiness for all of eternity. Because he's royal. Think about the royalty of this earth. It's nothing in comparison to the royal king in heaven, our, our, our Lord Jesus. In Isaiah, we read about uh, Isaiah's vision into the heavenlies and and his picture of, of seeing the Lord on the throne and and in Isaiah 6 verse 1 it says in the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and another thing I love about the thinking about the throne and and he who sits upon the throne is it also paints a picture of his authority kings and rulers across this world and in times past have cast judgment from their royal throne but no one and nothing can compare to the authority that is captured by the image of King Jesus seated on his throne right now. And in Romans, we read that he's not only seated at the right hand of the Father, but he is interceding on our behalf as well, removing sin and condemnation from us as we pray, repent, and cast our faith upon him. He's seated in a place of authority right now. So today, it's going to probably be a, a quick, short message today, but I want to give us some some quick things to think about here. And I want to give you three things to consider when we think about the Lord seated upon the throne and what that means for us in our lives right here and right now. And again, understand that this the simple fact of the Lord being seated on the throne, we can splinter into 
multiple different angles in this episode. We could talk about so many different things um, when we thought, talk about the throne and all the things that that means for us. But the approach I want to take on this today is to think how him being seated affects us right here, right now, from just a very simplistic and a very practical point of view. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. The first point I want to make is that because he sits, I can stand. What do I mean by that? Because the Lord is seated, I can stand now in faith. Why? Because his work is accomplished. He came out of eternity into time, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for our sins, was buried, resurrected on the third day, ascended into heaven, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. His work is accomplished. The work he accomplished on the cross is complete. And because his work is completed, he is now seated at the place of honor. And because he is seated, I can now stand in faith because of the work he accomplished on the cross. So he's seated right now on the cro- uh, on the throne rather because his work is accomplished on this earth. He accomplished it 2,000 years ago when he died on the cross. And now he's seated and he's interceding for us. And because he's seated, now I can stand in faith. I can stand in faith, not because of anything good in me, not because of any works or any any good thing that I've done in my life. There's nothing good in this old fleshly body. The only thing that's good in me is the Lord, King Jesus. I'm abiding in him and he's abiding in me. We have, as as the blood-bought, redeemed children of God, we have the Lord living on the inside of us. And because he is seated now, because the work he accomplished is over because he accomplished the work. He's seated. Now I can stand. Now we can stand up in faith. We can call those things which be not as though they are. We can believe that all things are working together for our good. We can believe that if God's for us, who can be against us? We can believe those things because we believe in the work he did on the cross. We've repented as the body of Christ. We've asked the Lord to forgive us of our sins. We've called on to the Lord in faith and, and believe in what this scripture has to say about our Lord, and we put our trust in that. We stand on the Word of God because He's seated right now. Amen? The second point I want to make is that because He sits, I can rest in His protection. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at Psalms chapter 2 real quick. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Listen to that; uh, those four or five, uh, yeah, four verses in the New Living Translation. In that version, it says, "Why are the nations so angry?" Think about that in light with the backdrop of everything going on in our in the global community right now. In your particular nation, in the United States, and nations across the world, everyone's so angry with each other right now. Some justified, some not not justified. It depends on your perspective. But that's not what we're talking about today. The fact is, is that there's anger. 
right? There's anger in the world today. Why are the nations so angry? And again, some of that anger may be justified, some may not be. You know, that's a matter of opinion, and we're not getting into that here today. But the thing is, is that the rulers of the earth, the the nations of this earth, are constantly—we talked about this in our church today—the governments are constantly trying to fill in the place of God and be the source for the people. And our source as the body of Christ is nothing more, nothing less than King Jesus, the one who sits on the throne. He's the source of our lives. We don't look to the government for our protection. Yes, they offer some great benefits. Yes, they offer protection and national security. And praise God for that. Praise God for our leaders. The scriptures tell us we should pray for our leaders. Whether we agree with them politically or not, we should pray for our leaders and we should lift them up to the Lord in prayer. You know, and and try to be empathetic on some of the. They got to make some tough decisions, and Lord knows I don't agree with every decision they make. But we got to lift them up and still pray for them. I can disagree with somebody and still pray for them. Amen. And we should do that as 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 we walk in love and in faith in this life. We should continuously pray, not just for our friends and family, but for our enemies as well. That's a hard thing to do, and that's an, a topic for another episode. But my point here is that why are the nations so angry? That's what Psalms chapter 2, verse 1 says in the NLT. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? We see that today, too. There's so many agendas and so many perspectives that are trying to be cast upon the, the broad majority of people. No matter what it is, no matter what side of the aisle it's on, there's always that perpetuation of vision and agenda, and and some of it is futile. You know, we read about that in, in Ecclesiastes with Solomon and, and talking about how everything under the under the sun, nothing—here's the, here's the point that I'm trying to really drive home here, is that nothing can satisfy our hearts and our souls more than the one who sits on the throne. We can rest in his protection. But uh, I'm getting off topic here because I'm, I'm going down a different route. So let me get back on course and, and get through uh, these four verses in the NLT if I can. Uh, Psalms chapter 2, why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Here's the thing is that he's seated in heaven right now, calm, cool, and collected, despite the arguments that are going on down here, despite the agendas that are trying to be perpetuated down here, no matter what side it's on is irrelevant, despite all the anger that's being built up down here, despite all the issues that we're facing each and every day in our lives, no matter what it is that we're faced with as a people, as a community, as a country, as a state, as a province, whatever it may be, no matter what it is that we're facing, he's still seated on the throne. He hasn't retired today. He hasn't looked down and become so anxious at all the turmoil that's going on down here that he's starting to question how he can accomplish what the future has in store for the kingdom of God. He isn't wondering what he's going to do tomorrow. He's calm, cool, and collected tonight. He's seated on the throne right this very moment. And because he sits, I can rest under his protection. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him shall I trust. He's our protector. He covers us under His wings. He protects us. He has us in the palm of His hand, and nothing and nobody can pluck us out. No matter where you are in your life today, no matter what problems you face today, no matter what issues that you feel like your community doesn't understand today, no matter what kind of problems that you're facing and you feel like you're misunderstood, you're not represented, you're not understood by your friends and family, no matter what it is, here's the thing. We can rest under his protection. Why? Because he's seated on the throne. He's not anxious. He's not wandering off the throne. He hasn't become senile. He doesn't have to take anxiety medication. He doesn't have to go see a therapist every Tuesday. He is, he's got everything figured out, guys. And I know that this life brings anxieties. I know that this life brings stressors. Trust me, I, I face it each and every day. But the fact remains is that as the child, as a child of God, we can rest in his protection because we know that all things are going to work together. We, we may not understand, and we don't need to because his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways are above our ways. We don't need to understand everything. All we need to understand is that he's seated on the throne and that we can trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. We just got to lean on him. That's all he wants us to do. He sees your tears. He knows where where you you struggle and what you struggle with each and every day. He knows those stressors that you have in your mind. He knows that those times that you feel like you're undervalued, underappreciated, un, underpaid, under you know misrepresented, misunderstood. He knows everything that you struggle with. He sees it. All he wants us to do is put our entire trust in him and recognize the fact that he's seated on the throne and nobody's going to usurp his authority. Nobody's going to challenge him to a recall election. Nobody's going to challenge him and, and try to take it, take his spot on the throne. Look at Lucifer. It didn't work for him. It's not going to work for anybody else. Amen. Praise God for that. Number three, he's seated, but he's not asleep. What do I mean by that? Well, he's aware. He's aware of what's going on. We've already talked about it a little bit in this episode so far. He's aware of what's going on. He hasn't slept. He doesn't slumber nor sleep. Psalms 121, I will lift up my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He can't finish anything if he's asleep right? He hasn't slumbered nor slept. He doesn't, he hasn't fallen asleep on the throne. You know, one thing about when I think about sitting down, you know, we got, we got four kids in our, in, in a full, and full-time jobs and, and other responsibilities. You know, we got busy lives. Anytime me and my wife sit down on the couch for a minute, it doesn't take long for one of us to fall asleep. You know, when, when, when you sit down and you get comfortable and you have a blanket and you kick back and relax, those eyelids start getting heavy. But King Jesus is seated right now, and he's not sleeping. 
King Jesus is seated right now, and he's not, he hasn't stopped. He never ceases to stop interceding for us. King Jesus understands your circumstances and your trials, your tribulations, the furnaces that you're going through. He understands the conflict that's going on in our nation and in the world. He understands the conflict that you are having with friends and relatives and spouses and children and grandparents and you name it, bosses and co-workers. He sees everything that you're going through and he's not sleeping right now. He's got you in the palm of his hand and nothing can pluck you out because I am persuaded... Romans 8.38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. He loves us this morning. He loves us so much that He died on the cross for us so that we can spend eternity with Him. That's the God that we serve. And He deserves our praise and, and our thanksgiving and our worship for that. Amen. I pray that this episode blessed you. I know it's a little short. Uh, it's a little off the cuff today, but I wanted to get something out there, something that I've been thinking about because I recognize it's been a few weeks since my last episode, and I know you guys understand life gets busy, but we pray that each and every one of you stay blessed, stay safe, stay healthy, and walk in love. Walk in love with each other. Walk in love with your family. Watch what you say. Be soft with your tongue. The tongue is so quick to get us in trouble, isn't it? we got to be careful with it. Love each other. We need it. Amen. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.